What up? What up? It's your boy Huck, and I am here once again with the first official podcast episode. And today I will be talking about a few things that's been going on. Um, I just feel like giving my opinion on. That's that. Like I said once before, we're gonna cover traditional sports. Esports, news, and life. I'm going to start off today with sports. Because you know why? Because that man, that amazing six foot three, I believe he is, man out there in. Cleveland, or like they, like they call themselves, Believeland, where's the number two, goes by the name Kyrie Irving. Now, here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not going to front when I say this, but I mean, Kyrie's that dude. And let, let's, let's start out. Let's start it that way. Now, Kyrie's that guy. You know, he's, he's been a solid point guard, uh, since he's been in the league. Um, and I mean, I will say he's only recently come into his own, but I think he's—I mean—he's been a solid point guard up until the past few seasons, where he's kind of elevated his game. And now you see all over the all over ESPN and Fox News or Fox, Fox Sports, he's trying to get out of Cleveland. Now, to the average person, you'd be like, "Well, why the hell would you want to get out of Cleveland?" You know. You've been a three straight finals. Arguably the best player in the world. LeBron James is there. Who's carried. He's kind of not only say carry, but helped y'all, you know, go to three straight finals. Y'all are pretty much a lock to win the East pretty much every year. Uh, recently, Boston's kind of crept into there and now there. I mean, they won the East last season, but I mean, they were Cleveland was still number two and. They they went to the finals. Um, yeah, they got pretty much beat up by the Golden State Warriors four one series. But still, I mean, why would you why would you want to leave uh, that kind of situation? Makes no sense to most. But I can kind of understand it. I mean, when you like when you when you're when you're that dude. Uh, in a potential situation, whether it be whether it be on the court, uh, the field, whether it's football, baseball, or on the ice and hockey, whatever, or even on a team and in, in some sort of esports, uh, on some sort of esports team, you know, you you expect certain things. And for the for the longest, for the beginning of his career, which he's still kind of in the beginning of his career, but in the early, early stages of his career, uh, you know, he was that guy. And then all of a sudden, LeBron comes through and is now LeBron's team. And so now, you with all this talent in, in Kyrie Irving, now you have to take a backseat. Or 
at least the passenger seat to LeBron because, of course, the whole show is going to revolve around LeBron James. And if I'm Kyrie, I'm kind of upset because I'm under the impression that this is my team and this was my team for a few years now when LeBron decided to leave. Now, granted, I wouldn't be here if LeBron had stayed um, the first time before he went to Miami, and 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 I understand that. But well, things happen, and he left, and it became my team. And then he just comes back, and all of a sudden, it's his team again. You know, I, I, regardless of what we go through, at, at at some point, as a man, your pride kicks in, and. Like, you know, you just, you know, who wants to be the number two guy? Like, because their situation isn't like, isn't like the Golden State situation where, you know, Curry's the number one guy, but it's like, so is KD. Like, they're like the number one guys, you know? And then you got like 1A, 1B, and Draymond and Clay, like, like, they're all number one guys, you know, they're, they're, they're you know, because they all play with each other. But the way the Cleveland Cavaliers play, they don't play like that. They don't play that super unselfish basketball. They, you know, and Kyrie's one of those guys where he's a scorer. He's, a, I had this conversation on Twitter, and I say that he's probably one of the best closers, uh, one of the best finishers in the game. And you look at it, and you know, Kyrie did his thing. All three, well, the two finals that he p- participated in. Um, the first one that they were they went to, he obviously he, I mean, he played well the first game that he was in the first finals, and he just got hurt and it was out for the rest of the series. But I mean, you know, he did his thing. The other two, when he played the full series. So now he's looking at it like, bro, what the hell? One, I don't know if LeBron's even going to stay after the next season. And then if he if he decides to leave again, then what? I'm stuck in this on this team with a bunch of people that I don't even want to play with. They don't even play my style of basketball. Why the hell would I stay uh, when this team is not even built for me? It's not even built around the thing that I do well, you know? So, my opinion, I I I would I would like to see Kyrie leave. Where is he going to go? I'm not sure. Minnesota might be a good might be a good fit for him. Um with Tom Thibodeau out there and uh Jimmy Butler. So he kind of it would help him play his style of basketball. Um Or San Antonio. San Antonio might be a good fit for him too. Um, between him, him and Kawhi would be a, a a very dangerous combination. Um, I I I'd like to hope he doesn't go to New York because New York would it's just a mess as it is, and he would really have no, it would it would be it would it would be the equivalent of last year's uh, Russell Wilson. I mean, not Russell Wilson. Sorry, Russell Westbrook's Thunder, where it's. It would be Kyrie and that's it. I mean, I guess Christoph Porzingis 
would be there. And I mean, he's a pretty solid pickup. But I mean, that's about it. I mean, but it, w- it would still end up being Kyrie and a whole bunch of nobodies. You know, and I, I just, I don't think that's good. For, I don't think that would be a good fit for him. Um, if he plays in San Antonio, that that'd be really good, and he'd be very competitive. And that's that team's always in the playoffs every year. They're they're always fighting for a title every single year. They're they're probably the third best team in the league right now, um, just overall in general, and they have been for a while. Um, but I don't know. It's just interesting to see how it's gonna play out. Um, I'll probably have to revisit this whenever the season starts, or um, if something new happens. As of right now, he's still a Cleveland Cavalier, and he'll be a Cleveland Cavalier. As of right now, he'll be one for at the minimum of two years, because uh, he's still on the contract for two years. So we'll see how that works out. And yeah, um, let's. You know, transition over to esports, electronic sports. Uh, currently, we have uh, the, I believe it's the season two playoffs going on right now um, in the CWL for Call of Duty. And anybody that knows me as far as the esports team is concerned, I'm a big time Optic fan. Um, I have been for a while and I follow them very closely. Um, and it's been rough <laughs> to say the least it's been rough for them this for this playoffs they just recently made it to they made it to the the semifinals uh the in the losers bracket because they got completely obliterated by e united um in the quarters and sent them down to the losers bracket uh they got three old which was astonishing to see them getting three old by E United. Now don't get me wrong, E United is definitely a very solid team and they got a little they even got a little bit better by with the pickup of uh Clayster uh in that trade with with uh E United for Gunless. So Clayster obviously went to E United, Gunless went over to FaZe. And so um United looks like a really strong team. Don't get me wrong. They, they look like a really, really solid team. However, the sleeper team that we're, that we're seeing right now is this envious team. Um, they have a really strong chance of winning these playoffs. Um, they've been playing really well this weekend. Uh, and, and let, let, let's see what they can do. They I mean, they, they have, it's, it's still a rough road. Now you have, you have four teams that are just, are really strong. I mean, you have E United, who's on who's on a high right now with Clayster running it, uh, and Luminosity, who who has been strong over these past few months. They've been really strong over these past few months. Um, and you have Optic, who is hungry, and they're hungry going into into champs. And so uh, we'll see what Envious can do. There, I mean, they have a, they have a chance. All four teams have a chance. Um. Oh, and and Fnatic. I apologize, and Fnatic. But all four teams have a chance. But we'll see. We'll see how this works out. How this plays out. So. Oh, in other news, Doomfist came out on Overwatch. And I, I, my personal opinion, I don't. I mean, I think he'll be a decent hero to play. Um, he's obviously not eligible to play right now in the ranked game mode, but 
as far as quick play and stuff like that, you can play him now. Um, but I don't know. He's an interesting hero because he's a he's an, he's an offensive hero, and he. Hmm. I, I just I don't really know what to say about him right now. He's he's still really an interesting. He seems almost to be a niche pick because he's really only really good on defense, and he's really not very good as far as like being in the the current meta, which is the dive meta. Um, and so it's it's just. I mean, he could potentially be a counter dive hero, but I don't know. I mean, well, he's he's brand new. Obviously, only just he's only been out for about two days now, and so we'll see as time progresses how well he plays in the in the dive as well as against the dive. He's really really strong, but I think with all of his nerfs, it kind of it kind of took the fun away from him a little bit. Like as a console player, I didn't get a chance to play him on the PTR, um, back when he was, like, when he first was released on the PTR and was, like, super, super OP, um, but now, knowing what I know, um, it's possible that he, I don't know, he may be fun to see, but we'll have to see in the, in the coming weeks on how effective he really, he's really gonna be, and, and, you know, how effective, how much he'll be played. I think he'll be one of those niche, little kind of mix it up picks. I think you're still going to see this this dive meta happening. I think I think Zarya is probably going to come into play a bit more um, with her buff. I think that's going to be a really, really big deal. I think it's going to be bigger than most people understand um, with the ability to, when she gravitons people, like, you know, not being able to, you know, zip out. So you're going to see a lot, of, a lot more big plays with the Zarya graviton. Um... But I don't know. I think I think that's I think I think Zarya's gonna be a big deal whenever she, you know, once she gets into the PTR and then once she comes out of the PTR and goes live with her changes, I think that's gonna be an interesting pick. It's gonna be interesting to see the pro players adjust to that Zarya. You know, which pro players are gonna start playing Zarya again, um, in more of a counter dive. Uh, and more of a counter dive comp versus a dive. Obviously, Kazari is not mobile enough to be part of the dive comp, but we're kind of gotten we've kind of gotten away from the you know the death ball comp as well. So uh, it's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting to see. Like like I said, within the next couple of weeks, and you know, with Zarya and Doomfist and Junkrat got a buff, well, potentially a buff, and and I, I mean, I don't like the the idea that I don't like to call Roadhog's potential change a buff because all you all you're really able to do you will be the only thing you'll be able to do is like kind of move and while you're healing, so you won't be like you won't be a an alt battery, but because you you know currently you're just stationary while you're healing, so just you know especially for tracers and stuff like that, you charge it all super fast while you're healing. Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I don't think, uh, I don't think the Roadhog buff is going to do anything. And I don't really like to call it a buff, but I don't really think it's going to do anything for his particular position in the meta right now. I don't think it's going to do anything, um, for his position in just his pick, his pick usage. Like, I just, I just don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to change enough. I don't think it's, it's, it's enough to pull him, 
back into viable again. I do think Junkrat's potential for his his double or what could potentially change it to a triple jump. I think that's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be interesting to see um, who decides to pick him up. You know, will he still be this really super niche pick? Um, because he'll he'll be even more mobile um, with his potential triple jump than he is now. Um, I mean, you know, or just the way the ability to throw two concussion mines, that's amazing. Um, it, it's just that all that's going to be interesting coming in the next few weeks. Let's see how this is all going to affect all these changes are going to affect, um, the game and how, how is it going to affect the play style and the pick rates of these particular heroes? And we're going to switch it over to news. <laughs> Something that people are afraid of to talk about, but guess what? I'm not. So, recently in the news, um, our now former commander, uh, not commander-in-chief, sorry, our former chief of staff, Reince Priebus, was outed um, via Twitter, which is strange. Um, you would think that these things would ha- wouldn't happen via Twitter. You'd think they would happen, you know, face-to-face or... You know, behind closed doors, you would bring Ryan Priebus in and talk to him and explain to him the situation and, you know, ask him face to face. But no, our current president, President Trump, uh, decides to remove him from his chief of staff from office via Twitter. And I understand that there's been a lot of, you know, backstabbing and a lot of. I don't know, a lot of childish play that's going on in, in this White House and this West Wing, but it's, I don't know, there's just, there's things you do that, that's more professional and it's less degrading, you know? Like, I'd be, I'd be upset. I'd be really angry if I got fired on Twitter. I had to find out that, hey, by the way, you're fired. Oh, but wait, I'm not going to tell you in person. I'm just going to tweet it out. Thanks. Thank you for... Thank you for, you know, talking, you know, talking to me face to face, man to man, and, and letting me go with dignity instead of tweeting it out. I, I just no, I just I don't, I don't think that's okay. I just think that's terrible. I think that's a terrible way to do things. Um, and it's this is even the first time this has happened. So that's that's what makes this even worse. Is that this is kind of like per the norm how we find out news and stuff like that, like that via twitter we find out via twitter from our own president and that's that's mind-blowing um so like just this whole this whole white house is in flux it's in chaos and it starts from the top down and i every day is something new like i could do a whole podcast about what's happening on the news um because it's a new story every single day um but it's, I don't know, I, I, I just, I, I'm not one to like, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, we need to impeach him or whatever, whatever, but I just think that this is just like this. I don't, I don't understand. I don't personally understand how people still support this guy. And by this guy, I mean a current president. And, and the only reason why I say that is because I just feel like, I just feel like how things are going we can't be like, yeah, this is 
this is exactly how it should go. And there's no way with ha- anybody with half a brain could believe that. Like, like he, what? Like, how? I I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. You 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 tell me. Somebody tell me. Somebody explain this to me. I would love, would love to to talk to somebody that is still in support of Donald Trump and the way he's doing things. And I would love for them to explain to me how, like how they're, they are still actively in support of our president. Um, and, and, and act can act can with a straight face and a clean heart say that he is doing a fantastic job at what he's doing. I would like to, I would like to get like, like an, like an actual detailed answer as to what, what makes you believe that he's doing a fantastic job? I, I don't. I don't know. I know they exist, and I mean, you know, and I want to have a legitimate conversation. Like, not it's not a shouting match. It's not a whatever. What, no, just an actual conversation. I want to pick somebody's brain. Why? What? What has he done? What has been done so far in the last six months that shows that he is a hundred percent fit to be president? And and I don't want to hear the things about oh well I only voted for him because I didn't like Hillary. That's irrelevant. I want to know what you feel right now. Hillary has been quiet for the most part since Clinton has been in pre- in, in office. She's, she's she's been out of the news since he's been in office. So that's I want I want I want that answer. I would love that answer. Moving on to the final topic and. This is something that I just, it's kind of been on my heart for a little bit now. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, it, it's something personal. Obviously, I won't say who this is about. and But if this person listens to it, then they will know that it's about them. Um, it's in reference to them. But I don't understand how people can claim to be your friend. And then, almost immediately, when it, when your friendship is not benefiting them, they turn their back on you. And I don't I, like, and it's not always. It doesn't happen all the time. But like, I just feel like when somebody is, when somebody is in flux, when somebody is needing of something, whatever it may be. I feel like your friends, real friends, should be there for you 100%, and will do whatever they can to help you out. And and that's not a that's not one of the situations where it's like it's a sometimes thing. Like real friends will help you out in any way they possibly can. Um, I had a friend. Like I said, I will not say whether it's a guy or a girl, and I will not say their name. But I had a friend that. Is currently, um, they were living with another one of their friends, and now we're at the point where, you know, things were happening with the house, and the lease is almost up, and so the friend, well, their friend, decided that since the lease is up, they're gonna go live with their significant other, and that was just it. However, my friend 
at that point was essentially stuck out like, well, what am I supposed to do? Because I was kind of dependent on you and then you decided, oh, well, my lease is up, so I'm going to go live with my significant other. Deuces. So, and like, I, I just, I don't understand how, like, you just drop somebody just like that. Like, like I wouldn't, if it was my situation, I wouldn't have just dropped them like that and left them to fend for themselves, not knowing if they'll even be able to help themselves. You know, and like, I understand, like, it's my friend, and before I hear it, it's my friend, but I can't actually help them in the manner in which they need the help. I can't offer space because I don't have a space to offer. Um, if I did, then by all means, I would 100% offer my space. Um, but I just, I don't understand how one can claim to be a friend and not saying that they're not the friend, but they only do things for them, for the person that only benefits them. Like my friend would help around the house, would help watch the kids and when and do whatever they needed to be done. But now that, you know, the time is up that they're not living there anymore, all of a sudden, oh well, I'm leaving now. Goodbye. You're gonna have to do what you want to do for your own self. That's that I don't know. I just don't like that. I don't understand that. I, I need uh, once again I need I need help in figuring out like why why do people do that? And I don't I don't I don't really necessarily like the whole because they're an asshole answer because there's no way a person can be that big of an asshole. Like a a genuine asshole. You know? Like why do people think of only themselves and like not realize especially in this this particular situation where you leaving affects someone else like in a negative manner like why is that what what in your brain says that's okay like that's the proper way to do things somebody please help me on on this uh if you can definitely just you know drop me a line leave a comment something and just explain to me how how can anybody find it okay? That's the end of this podcast, this episode. I appreciate you for watch for not watching. <laughs> you can't see my face. <laughs> I appreciate you for listening. It's been Huck. I enjoyed it. I hope you did as well. And I'll see you in the next episode. I'm out.